Shkalim Perik Dalid Mishnah Base 4.2. Our Mishnah has two parts. The first part is going to really be a continuation of the previous Mishnah, where we're going to list the various things that may be purchased with the Machsa Shekels that were Nitram, that were taken from the chamber and ended up in those boxes. And while the previous Mishnah listed the various Karbonos Tzibor, the various communal offerings, here in our Mishnah, the first half, we'll have things that actually are not technically Karbonos, they're not offerings per se, but they're so intricately connected to the community and their communal offerings that they also may be purchased with those coins. The second half of the mission will talk about what may be purchased with the coins that are left behind in the Lishka, in that chamber, let's say the, the coins that are left beneath those leather sheets, um, and what to do with those. And we'll see those are also for communal uses that aren't carbonos per se. So here the mission begins. It says para. The first thing is the para aduma, the red cow which is burned as part of the procedure, which is it obtains these ashes that are used to purify people from tumas mace, from tuma that comes from a corpse or a significant portion thereof. Um, so that cow may be purchased with those coins. Vesir hamishtaleach. Similarly, the scapegoat, the goat which is sent to that tzuk, that like a precipice and thrown off the edge um, on Yom HaKippurim, on Yom Kippur. So that is not technically an offering, um, just like the paradum is not technically an offering. But both of those, we will allow the communal funds to be used towards purchasing them, the machzat shekel. Um, when it comes to the paraduma, the reason is because either the pasuk refers to it as a chatas, um, which is like a sin offering, um, and if that's the case, then if it has the status of a sin offering, it's eligible. The other approach in the mafarshim is that it's an essential ingredient in the in the uh, the kohanim doing their avoda in the base of mikdash because if they were exposed to corpse tumah, they won't be able to do the avoda, and therefore, like a necessary component of the avoda for the tzibur in the base of mikdash is the purification process, and therefore you need the paraduma, and therefore it's a legitimate expense, um, part and parcel with the korbanos tzibur. Um, kind of similarly, when it comes to the seir mishdaleach, that scapegoat, um, there are two basic approaches. One is um, basically, listen, when you're, it's not a korban, and therefore really you shouldn't be buying it with communal funds per se. The thing is that, remember, how does this scapegoat get purchased? You find two goats that are similar in value and in size, stature, and then they're both purchased. They do like this hagrala, this goral, this um, like a like a lottery, if you will. And one of them is assigned to be Lashem, brought as an offering that was um, mentioned in the previous Mishnah. And then the other one is the Sira Mishtaleach, the scapegoat, which gets thrown off the cliff. So when you're buying the goat, you have to use funds. You don't know if the goat that you're buying is the one that's destined to be the Lashem, the offering, or the Lazazel, the scapegoat, and therefore you're forced to buy it with communal funds. That's part of the process. And the other approach is that the Sira Mishtaleach, that scapegoat, does effect kapara. It does effect atonement for the nation. And therefore, while it's not technically a, an offering, a korban, because it's not brought on the altar itself, it functions very similarly to effect kapara, atonement, and therefore it's a legitimate purchase in and of itself. Next is Velashon Shel Zahoris, and the, I'll translate this loosely here as the red thread for a minute. Now, I know what you're thinking, and you're not, you shouldn't be thinking it. What you're thinking is, 
when you see a Sir Mishalech and red thread together, you think it's that red string that's tied on the horns of the of the goat before it's thrown off, and on the rock beside. No, don't think that. The 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 red thread we're talking about here, Lashon Shalzahuris. Um, this is talking about um, red dyed wool, which is used as part of the para aduma process. So when you make the para aduma, you have to burn the whole animal, but in addition, you have to throw in a few ingredients. One of the ingredients is shni um, tolas, it's um, like red wool, and that's what we're referring to over here. In addition, you have to throw in also um, like a cedar, erez, cedar branch, as well as um, azov, which are stalks of um, hyssop, zatar in Arabic and known here in Israel. Um, so the hyssop. So those three ingredients, the red wool, the cedar wood, and the hyssop stalks all have to go in with the burning paraduma. So the point of the Mishnah here is since that's one of the ingredients in the paraduma, which you need um, for the tahara process, so therefore you can purchase those ingredients as well. So it's legitimate to purchase the red thread with the money. Truth is you could similarly purchase the cedar wood and the hyssop branches as well. But the Mishnah doesn't mention those. The Mishnah mentions the red thread specifically to say the red wool thread that goes with the paraduma, you, yes, may purchase, whereas we'll see in a moment, the red thread that goes on the horns of the scapegoat and on the rock beside it. No, you may not purchase that with the masa shekel. So, here we go. The Mishnah goes on to say, Ba'an mitruma, mitruma salishka. Those things, the paraduma and its ingredients, as well as the sir mishaleach, the scapegoat, also, while not technically carbonos, can be purchased with the money that's taken in the boxes from the chamber. Now, the next part of our mission will list things that are purchased with the leftovers back in the chamber. It'll call the things under those leather sheets, if you will, but that's lavdafka, after the third truma that's taken um, 15 days before before uh, Sukkot. Also, there'll be leftovers, and that'll also be used for these purchases. So what are those purchases? There are other communal needs that are not technically carbonos, including the kevesh para. This is the, the red cow's ramp. What happened was, as part of the proceedings, they would the burning of the paraduma is done on haramishcha, which is harazesim. Um, in English, it is harazesim is called. I forgot the name for it in English. In any case, um, but you see there to the east of, if you're sitting in the Old City of Jerusalem, to the east there where the graves are, that's harazesim, the Mount of Olives. Mount of Olives is called. So they built a, a built a a special bridge, actually kind of like a two-tiered arch bridge um, that would span from the temple area all the way to the Mount of Olives. Um, and the reason why was because you needed to make sure that in case there were any hidden or unknown burial plots on the ground so that nothing should become tummy as you're escorting the cow over there. And therefore and therefore, they built a special bridge. So the special bridge, each time they did a new paradum, which was not that often at all, um, like once a generation type, not that often, so they would build a special bridge, and the bridge was purchased with the letter of funds in the in the chamber there. Similarly, the the reason why it can't be purchased directly is because it's not an essential component of the paraduma. It's like a chumrat to be just in case there should be some tomb exposure, but there's no actual requirement for it, and therefore it's not a primary use of the machsa shekel. It's leftover use. Similarly, the kevesh seir, the ramp of the seir mishalech, the scapegoat. When we learn Mesechaz Yom and next Bez Hashem, we'll learn how um, when they would take the Seir Mishalech, there were a certain kind of like uncouth Jews there who would kind of grab at the hair of the 
of the guy who's taking it out and screaming at him, you know, told to say, like, get out of here and take that goat and get get rid of our sins ASAP. Um, and to save the poor fellow who's actually on, acting on our behalf to bring the Tzir Mishaleh from being harassed like that, they built sort of a bridge to keep him above the riffraff. So that's the Kevish Seir HaMishaleh, that's the ramp. And similarly, since it's not essential to the Tzir Mishaleh itself, so it doesn't constitute a legitimate expense for the actually nitrum, the, the um, collected the coins that were taken from the Lishka. Veloshan Shabain Karanov, and here you go. This is that red thread that starts out between the thread, the horns of the, the scapegoat. So again, you can't, since that's not essential, it would turn white. They put some thread on the rock and see that it would turn white um, as the Seir Mishlech fell down, symbolizing the atonement and forgiveness of the sins of the Jewish people. That's, and it's a miracle. That's fantastic. It's, it's wonderful, but it's not a technical requirement, and therefore it's not a legitimate expense. For the for the coins that were nitrum that were taken for korban tzibur, it doesn't consider it's not considered a tziburi korban. It's something else. Okay, it's something else. Similarly, the amas hamayim. This is like the um, the canal of water. So the bartender learns we're talking here about what essentially boils down to the plumbing in the base of mikdash. They had sort of like an open water conduit, and that conduit was there for for use, there was a lot of blood in the base of Mikdash. So to clean the base of Mikdash, etc., they needed to have water. And that's what we're talking about over here. This, that, that plumbing could be paid for uh, from this communal funds that were collected. Um, according to the Ramah, we're talking about water that's provided to the city of Jerusalem. And similarly, it says the Mishnah, um, the walls of the city of Jerusalem and its like turrets, its towers. This is because the whole city of Jerusalem um, has a special status. And the reason is because all communal offerings, all, all, sorry, all private offerings that are brought, um, like everyone who brings a Korban Pesach or whatever, Shlamim and whatever, all the offerings that they bought, the all that stuff is eaten by the people who bring it, but it must be eaten within the walls of Jerusalem. All Kachim Kalim, lesser sanctity offerings must be eaten inside the walls of Jerusalem. So Jerusalem is like a necessary communal need for everybody in that sense. And therefore, making sure its walls are intact, which are like sort of requirements for within the walls of Jerusalem, as well as its towers for protection. All those things are um, considered part and parcel of communal needs and therefore used with these leftover machs or shekels in the chamber. The whole tzarche ha'ir, same goes for any other needs of the city of Jerusalem. So we're talking about things like clearing the roads, setting up water infrastructure, and so on. So all those communal needs are going to be paid for with these leftover coins. Ba'in mishiari halishka. Those are all you brought from the leftovers in the chamber. Fine, that's the end of that. There's one more sentence of the Mishnah, which is Abba Shaul taking issue with one small part. Abba Shaul Omer, Kevesh para, Kohanim Gadolim, Osun Oso, Mishil Atzman. According to Abba Shaul, when they would build a new ramp, an unnecessary extra ramp from the Harabais area to the Mount of Olives, so the Kohen Gadol who was doing who was doing it, he himself would uh, pay for it personally. Um, I think the numbers brought down as being 90,000 shekels, I think it's, if I remember correctly. Um, it's like, it was very expensive. So he paid for it himself, Zabashol, but the Allah is like the Tanakama, no, it's paid from communal funds, and, and that's that.